The boys are having another live show. Come to It's an Adventure Lit Part 3. It's happening November 17th, 9.30pm, at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. It's a free show. Now that that's out, you're listening to It's an Adventure with Daniel and Victor episode 58. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. This includes Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can donate to this podcast on Anchor. And if you like this podcast, tell a friend. If you go to It's an Adventure Lit Part 3, I will robot love you forever. And robot love is the best kind of love. Enjoy this week's podcast. I have a question for you, Victor. Yeah, yeah. Is Norman Osborn just a businessman or is he a scientist? He was a scientist. Well? He was okay. a scientist, yeah. Because he owns Oscorp. He owns Oscorp, but he also like invented or at least helped to invent the what, fighter jet or whatever, gotcha. the Green Goblin. So he's he's evil Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> like also Oh, was it Elon Musk who made that fight that flying hoverboard? Did thing? he make a, a goblin guy? There glider? is a hoverboard out there. I think Elon Musk is yeah. the green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have you seen the old Spider Man movies lately? Uh no. Yeah. I, I, it's been a while. I like I like them a lot when they came out. Yeah. I, I remember watching the third one and just being in a like denial, I'm all like, yeah, that was the best Spider-Man ever. Uh, you see, I, I, I had the exact. That was the first movie. I, th- I've talked about this. Oh, you now. started with Spider-Man three? No, no, no. I was gonna say that was the first movie I walked out of a theater. Oh shit! Thinking, okay. I didn't walk halfway through, but yeah, I yeah, walked. Yeah. I was done with the movie and thinking, nah. <laughs> but I went back and it holds up well. Does it? I really? think it's better. Yeah, it's a really refreshing. And again, I'm sure I've said this before. It is a refreshing change from the MCU. Wow. Yeah. I got to watch that again because yeah. I, I remember watching it the first time around, th- tricking myself into thinking that it was the best Spider-Man because it was the newest. Because it's the newest, yeah. I sat on it for two weeks and I thought, man, that was garbage. Yeah. That was so bad. Why was he dancing? Why? Oh, why, see, was Le- why, why was Venom fucking Eric Foreman from that semi-show? Going back. Venom was... is a big buff man. Eric Foreman is skinny and wiry. Going back, I thought the dancing scene... Still doesn't work too well. Yeah. But, like, also, <laughs> Peter Parker thinks that's evil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes that scene work. Dancing is dark. <laughs> Looking like a dork in public, that's <laughs> one of the darkest things you can do. That and hitting your girlfriend. I, that Like, those scenes are very of its time. Yeah. Because he, like, looks in the mirror and like, puts his hair down and everything. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. yeah. That looks, was his scene. He looks emo, dude. He wrote My Immortal. He was a scene kid. <laughs> Stop flaming my <laughs> Harry Potter fan <laughs> fiction. Um, yeah. Hey, welcome to It's an Adventure. My name is Victor Wright. My name is Daniel Farius. Uh, if I puke during this, it's not my fault. Are you sicky poo? No, I'm not sick. I just got in. I got home really late last night, and then yeah. I wake up kind of early, so I'm like, this is my you, second cup of coffee. You don't live in La Mirada anymore. No, no, I live in Sherman Oaks you now. You live in Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Um, So I came in, and I went to Dark Harbor last night. Oh, again, or? No, I've never been to Dark Harbor. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, no, 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 oh, oh. No, you went to Night Market. Yeah, Night Market, yeah, 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 yeah. just at the Queen Mary, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that was the week before Dark Harbor got started, Um, and I had to get my oil changed yeah today dark harbor made me realize i might be clinically depressed (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Why? What? Did, <laughs> like, what made you think that? This is not doctor advice or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when my friends and I went to go see it, my friend had to wake up early in the morning. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and I'm gonna be, I can't like, even relax during this movie because I'm gonna be on pins and needles, you know? Yeah, because that's what it does unless you're clinically depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the movie did nothing for me because yeah. it's ineffective at being scary. Yeah. But I felt almost nothing during Dark Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Were people coming up to you with like the oh, going like blah, like blah, blah. or they? It's never. It's just loud noises. Yeah. Jump scares don't get me too much. There were a few that did. Yeah. But it's always. It's never the. Oh, it's yeah. That I'm more shocked. Like if someone dropped a glass. Yeah. It's the same reaction. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. I went to a Hollywood Horror Nights last Sunday. Oh really? That was fun. Is that's in Universal Studios? Universal right? Studios. I've yeah. never been there. I want to go. go. It's, yeah. It's interesting. We go. I, this is like the third time in a row that I've been. Uh, we, we usually go for a. My my girlfriend's little sister's birthday, Mackenzie Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. Her birthday's on uh October first, and she's really into horror, so yeah, we take her there for right. her 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 butt day. Um, what movies were they featuring? They or shows or whatever. There were two mazes that we didn't go into because they were just ridiculously long. Long lines. Uh, it was like it was like two hour wait time. We didn't go on Stranger Things and we didn't go on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They had a Killer Killer, killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, maze. That's kind of cool. Also, you probably did the right. Yeah. How could the Stranger Things thing be scary? I don't know. Well, there's the Demogorgons and the I Upside guess. Down. I mean, for these mazes, they find things to scare you with. Yeah. Uh, we went on the Ghostbusters maze. <laughs> we went on the. We went into the, ma- oh, that's the so us fun. one. Yeah. The Ghostbusters one. The Ghostbusters one was probably the least scariest, but it was the most detailed. That's so cool. if you're a super Ghostbusters fan, you would enjoy going through that maze. Was there any funny parts in the Ghostbusters one? Uh, I guess there were just parts where the people who played the Ghostbusters yeah. were uh, supposed to scare you, but okay. didn't. They would pop out and be like, ha! Like, oh, have you guys seen the ghost? I'm sorry if I scared you. Oh, that's it's my funny. bad. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, it was like a funny sort of thing. Was Harold Ramis there? Oh, yeah. He and his uh, his corpse. He was a ghost. His decomposed was corpse the was ghosts. there. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, that'd be such a dark but funny joke. Where yeah. They're, <laughs> we're they're sorry, holding Harold. Up, it's like Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. but it's Harold Ramis' oh, dead body. No, they're like sucking him into <laughs> the thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, God. So you went um, Ghostbusters, and then what was the other one? We went on Ghost. We went on the Us one. The Us one was interesting. Was that? Yeah, that, sound, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was It was cool. It was yeah. the first one that we went on. The scariest one, though, was the, the House of a Thousand Corpses. Because okay. they they had some pretty. Have you seen the movie? I haven't seen the movies, but I just know that they're they're gory. Yeah, and they're very much like. Ah! Yeah, like yeah. Rob Zombie goes all in with those movies. That oh, it's a fucking yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's r- fucking not a fan of Rob Zombie. The the imagery and the the props that they had in the costumes and just the way that they scared you. Yeah, was legitimately frightening. So okay, that that's good then. The scariest one. Yeah. For sure. Which is funny because I don't think any of Rob Zombie's movies are scary. You, I haven't seen uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and yeah. I haven't seen Devil's Rejects. Why don't, why don't you like the movie? Have you seen Halloween 2? Oh, no. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, to, or Halloween, even just the first remake? I will, I, I will say this. Rob Zombie was on Joe Rogan not too yeah. long ago yeah. and he was talking about those movies and he said that those movies had heavy studio involvement. And by it's by fine. by saying that, he basically said that they fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, 
but also there's a lot of Rob Zombie tropes. Yeah. In those films. What what is the Rob Zombie trope? I think just a lot of the gore. Gotcha. I know that's not like a trope, but the point, like not the point, but what made the original so scary yeah. is that you didn't see that much. And I think the reboot that they did, yeah. The, listen, some guy's head got exploded like a pumpkin. Oh fuck! That's on HBO. I'm gonna watch that today. The, the reboot. Have with, you seen the reboot? When it, did you watch it when it came out? Oh yeah, I watched it like opening weekend. Yeah. Because Halloween, I don't think it's my favorite horror franchise, yeah. but it's like the one I started off with. Yeah. It's a staple. It's a horror staple. Yeah, but like, if you watch the reboot and you watch the original, there's very little blood. Yeah. Uh, again, except there's like one scene specifically in the reboot that again has a head explode. Yeah. But outside of that, most of the kills are done off screen, yeah. and that's how the original was. Yeah. And with Rob Zombie, it was a lot. And again, I guess part of it is it's from that time. Yeah. Like really metal. And really shit. metal. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, Michael Myers will uh, will kill you while also holding up like the the same <laughs> hands. I don't even know what like the rock on shit, rock on hand symbol. Him symbol. I don't know. But the um. But the second one, what makes Michael Myers scary in the, like, I guess, regular trilogy, because I'm including the reboot, is that he's just evil personified with no... No reason. There's no no, reason. He is a force of nature. Yeah. And in the Rob Zombie Halloween 2, he has, like, visions of his mom on a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) and shit like that. (laughs) Um, It's like, it, it was just bizarre. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, here's some news. Yeah. Uh, there's a since you're such a fan of Rob Zombie, there's actually going to be a third movie in the whole uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Oh, interesting. Trilogy. Yeah, interesting. So he's uh he there's a he shot a, a third movie within that franchise, and yeah. I think it's going to come out soon. Yeah. And actually, the the guy that plays like the uh, the demented old man, yeah, actually died recently. Oh, interesting. He died though before. He died after they shot the movie, so yeah. he's still in it. In okay. Shit, so, yeah, for all of you Rob Zombie fans out there who are super excited, I guess. But that's the thing, Rob Zombie. I think horror fans, they just love horror movies. They do, yeah. And they'll go to the midnight movie madness, yeah, just for any horror film. Yeah. Right um, now, I I was in Santa Ana yeah. last night, and Frida Cinema is playing just a a slew of horror movies, and yeah. they, they play them late at night. Yeah. And uh, at the end, I think they play the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> that, that's just something that uh, those independent artsy movies play every now and then. That's right. Well, because I mean, it has such a cult... I don't think... I don't... I think Rocky Horror Picture Show, mainstream people know about it, but mm-hmm. I think it has a very cult follow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because usually you think of cult following and, like, no one's heard of it. Except, yeah. But there's diehard fans. But Rocky Horror Picture Show is that weird in between of most people know of it, yeah, but only a few like actually like it. Think of it as like the insane clown posse. Yeah, everybody knows what a juggalo is or screech or screech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But you're right. A lot of people know what juggalos are, but they can't name they an can't insane name. clown yeah. posse song. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. Um, I yeah. The have you ever done Dark Harbor? No, it's I've, cool. I might do it this year. I actually didn't. Well, I've always known it existed. I just yeah. never, I've I've never gone. Go. I mean, because this is I this is the first time I've ever gone. Yeah. I would say go early in the month 
and go on a Thursday yeah. if you get the chance. I think that's just uh, wise advice for anybody wise. looking to do anything yeah. Halloween-related. Re- go either late September or early October because yeah. if you go near Halloween time, it's going to be fucking packed. It's going to be packed, yeah. So we went, we got there like a little before 10 and the thing closes at midnight. Yeah. And we only missed two mazes out of the six. Gotcha. So cool. we were flying through lines. Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, the best one when you go, Lullaby is the best one, I think. Gotcha. Bec- do you know anything about the Queen Mary like uh, the horror shit? I know it's haunted. Yeah. Or people say it's I'm haunted. Sure. I don't know like specific. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like the specific stories. Well, yeah. actually, I have. I've, I've somebody's told me specific stories. Yeah. Fucking, I think Tatiana told me some stories because yeah. her family stays there a lot, but I, I just can't remember them. Fucking lullaby. I, this is one, of, probably the most famous one. A uh, little girl died ah. in the Queen Mary. Oh my god! And then lullaby basically exploits that <laughs> death. <laughs> yeah, but it's super effective because, especially, that was the last maze we went through. Yeah. And you go through parts of the Queen Mary. Yeah. So the way they lit it, it was just, uh, there was no scary parts to it. Cool. But you're walking down the Queen Mary in cr- very creepy lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works quite well. I don't, most people might not get that experience. Yeah. But ev- it sends this sense of dread. Gotcha. Um, but that's every- cool. It goes through the, through the actual ship. That's that's really cool. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at it. I think we went through two of the three that actually go on the ship. Yeah. Um, B340, you actually go above the boiler room and you look down and you see... Oh, shit. people, like, died. Oh, my God. I'm giving... Spoilers for mazes yeah, with yeah, no yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. No, this is making me want to go even more. Yeah, and then I think everything had... Even though... Even the ones I wasn't a huge fan of, like Intrepid, which is in the shipyard. Yeah. And that's uh, Edinburgh. 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 Themed. Yeah, yeah. themed um, because it's like the train coming to the Queen Mary. Yeah. Um, that had a really cool effect where you're walking through, and there's mist to like your chest. Oh wow! And it makes it look like you're wading through water, oh. and then they have the people pop up from there as if they're coming up from oh, the water. Oh, that's fucking badass! So everything that they, even the ones I wasn't a huge fan of they would have really cool effects or you'd just yeah. be going on the Queen Mary in like parts that you normally wouldn't be able to go on. Yeah, yeah. So definitely worth the money that we spent on Fuck it. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I'll check it out. That sounds cool. Those are That's interesting. Don't do the swing. It's like $5 and it's like just a swing. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I like regular swings, <laughs> but it's one of those that just kind of goes around. Oh, and is then it, it's done. Is it the thing that where you're uh, you get on it and then you're afraid that the chain might break and it'll fling you? <laughs> yes, yeah. To your death, or for me that my glasses were gonna fly because <laughs> halfway through I'm like, I want this to stop now. <laughs> I really, it's going faster. Please stop. Because oh, there wasn't man. any cubbies. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, to put your shit. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, they have those cubbies where you can put your bags or your glasses or your, your hats. Your wallet or something. Your sandals if you're wearing some, you know. So things that will fly yeah. from your person. Probably the scariest thing, the swing said, this is a swing from Neverland Ranch. <laughs> 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 and I don't know how true that is. <laughs> While you're going through the swing, a ghost whispers in your ear, no, you're ignorant. <laughs> Now you're ignorant. Jamona. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just, 
You're like, ah, and then Michael Jackson's dick <laughs> goes in your mouth. <laughs> goes in your mouth, goes in your ear. For some reason, you feel like somebody's spreading your cheeks apart and looking yeah. at your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> um, man, that fucking, what, Leaving Neverland? I would that's what that. it was. No, fucking, yeah. I don't think any normal person, because the only people I hear talking about it were comedians and people on the radio yeah no normal person came up to me who's like whoa whoa dude leaving neverland yeah neverland yeah like every person i talked to was like whoa did you hear that shit about that documentary on the radio oh did you watch it no No, but i heard about it on the radio yeah Yeah. i feel the same thing about the r kelly documentary fuck i forgot that thing existed i actually we actually know somebody that that's working on it right now oh really yeah uh do you know chuck roquet Oh, he's working on it. Well, he's he's a PA, and I think he's working on the uh, like the after documentary. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean after? Like, oh, it's like, gonna be like a show called uh, "Surviving R. Kelly After Something," and he's working on it. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say, it, but fuck it, whatever. I mean, like, people work on shit. He's working on that right now. Hey, so. he signed the NDA. He not said, you. Not me, dude. <laughs> not me. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, I don't. That's going to be one of those 3 a.m. texts. Yeah. To myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dude. Hey, Farius, remember when you called out Chuck Roquet? Maybe don't do that. Don't do that. Edit that out of the podcast. Oh, man. Have you watched anything recently? Um, uh, You know what I'm really looking forward to watching? I'm looking forward to watching Joker. A little vanilla. I know. No, I know. I think uh, everyone is. Have you? Have you? Have you watched it? Or no, not yet. Because I know there's like a midnight premiere. I'm just interested because midnight premiere took place last night. Last didn't night, it? right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just interested in watching that because when it came out, it was revered, like almost. I, I feel like unanimously, uh, people oh, were giving it. Yeah, people were giving it perfect scores. It, yeah. it won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. And then it seemed like two weeks ago the media completely turned on it, started hating on it, and now it's the most dangerous movie in America right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got my gun ready to shoot, yeah. a, shoot off a post office after the movie. Dude, if, and, and they have actually, they've revamped security at certain movie yeah, theaters they that are showing it, and I think that's the dumbest shit in the world. Nobody's going to be shooting a, shooting up a screening of Joker. The, the sat- I can assure you that. The Saturday show that I work on, or Sunday, I don't remember what day he said it. Yeah. But he's like, this might be very smart guerrilla marketing yeah for joker it might be where you just say it's one of those the minute it becomes dangerous it becomes super marketable yes like how how can i not see this movie people saying it's perfect and then people completely flipping and saying it's a piece of trash i have to see it for myself i can't i never trust like i'm sure it's somewhere in the middle and i'm sure it's like really good yeah i never trust festival reviews because those people always love sucking dick of yeah of the directors and shit. Yeah, I do. And I, I do just think. Don't trust that. I do think that those festivals, from time to time, they are just people just jerking each other off, paying each they other are, on the yeah. back. I do think well, though that sometimes the awards that they give out on certain years are um, rightfully given. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't. Not so much. I feel like with those awards. It's not that you're they're giving out the awards to especially at festivals they're not giving it the award out to the movie. I feel like they're giving out the award to the attempt. Yeah. No movie's perfect. No, unless no. it's unless it's fucking two thousand one or Network or something like well, that. But even uh, then, but like even then, 
There's a strong case. I love 2001. Yeah. There's a strong case for people saying this is slow and boring. Yeah. Because it is. It is. It is slow and boring, <laughs> but I love it. I, you watch it today, and it still holds up. Yeah. You think yeah. like, fuck, dude, how did they do this? Yeah. How did they do this? And it's amazing. It's just a technical masterpiece. But I think, like, not even if they're sucking dick of the directors. Yeah. People are just excited to be at festivals and excited to see movies before anyone else yeah. has seen them. Definitely. And like and you, a lot of things... You want to be the person to be like, oh, this is a masterpiece right. and I saw it first. You don't want to be the dumbass who's like, I didn't get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is... I don't know. Like th- like you said, this is probably smart guerrilla marketing. Oh, I, 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 it, it feels like this. It feels like punk rock, dude. It, it's yeah. like the Sex Pistols. Like when the Sex Pistols came out, people were all like, "They are fucking filthy. They're dangerous. They'll yeah. pollute your mind." And then you had other people saying, "Like, no, this is like the the fucking revolutionary. The sound that they have, it's it's amazing and or, it's it's true. It's not. They weren't. Yeah, they were kind of vile, but that was like their look, you know. And they changed popular music because of it. But even then, like. And I'm no. not saying like this is like to that caliber. Yeah. I just feel like, right, oh my god, this, this is like, oh, this is an event. Like, like this is a cultural milestone, maybe. I was gonna say, this is essentially a Martin. From what I've seen, by the way, this conversation will be horribly outdated it by the time be. it goes yeah, up. Definitely. But it looks like a Martin Scorsese homage. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gonna revolutionize like anything. Yeah. yeah. It looks like Taxi Driver, fucking king of comedy yeah have you ever seen that i've never seen king of comedy did you like taxi driver taxi driver i dug taxi Driver. do you like comedies i like comedies uh king of comedy is robert de niro almost as taxi driver in a comedy directed by martin scorsese gotcha yeah yeah and it's funny because his thing in king of comedy is that he's a wannabe stand-up comedian yeah never been on stage in his life and jerry lewis plays like not Leno yeah. or David Letterman or whatever. Yeah. And he fucking kidnaps Jerry Lewis to like be on TV and everything. Yeah. That's all to say now in Joker, it looks like Robert De Niro is playing the person the on Le- TV yeah. that Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is now Ooh, terrorizing. That's fascinating. That makes it's me, really yeah. fucking cool. It's right? cool. Yeah. Um, oh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. No, it, but it looks, it looks like an homage. I, again, I, the real quality is we're going to find out six months from now yeah. when it comes to DVD. If, if it has, if you if it has lasting it. power, if it still captures the minds of the people, like yeah. uh, probably like six months, maybe like a year out. A year out. When it, like, I'm saying maybe when it hits DVD or yeah. Netflix and people rewatch it without the hype or once the evil hype is gone yeah. too and there's a glare on your TV and shit like that, and yeah. you still like it. Yeah. That's where the true... I think we'll see if it's... Uh, if certain. You know how like when The Dark Knight came out? Yeah. And that's obviously captured the hearts and minds of people. And it still has. It yeah. still has. Uh, I'm not saying that it's going to be like a, a Citizen Kane, but it might be another Dark Knight yeah. where people will be talking about it, mentioning it. They'll... Like, I know with The Dark Knight, they... Like the you want to see these scar? How I got yeah. these scars? They'll be quoting it. If that happens, if the memes are made, or well, I guess no. People well, make memes out of everything. But they're still doing video essays dissecting yeah. different parts of the Dark Knight yeah. and unveiling other like layers to it. Yeah, I like 
it could be the it could also be Avatar, could, which <laughs> was everywhere for a year. Yeah, and then there was one date where everyone collectively said, "We don't like this. We movie, don't or like this, this movie. movie. Doesn't matter anymore." Yeah. And then six years later, Disney made a theme park about it. <laughs> and James Cameron's coming out with two more. Is no, he's coming two? out with three. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, he's got a whole Avatar I could have sworn. I, I thought he had five, so it would be a six-parter. But it was but it was an unnecessarily high yeah. number for what is a very shallow story. Yeah, that, that came out ten years ago. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know if people still care about Avatar, but the thing is, <laughs> we're still talking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm talking about it in the sense that no one cares yeah. about a movie where people used to literally kill themselves because <laughs> they couldn't live on Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that happened? Yeah, let me look this up. People killed themselves because they couldn't live on this fictional world commit with the giant <laughs> blue gonna, Smurfs. I wonder people. I'm just gonna Google people commit suicide <laughs> and see. <laughs> um, Wait, Pandora Land is open in at Disney World right Disney now, right? Disney World right now, yeah. So people can go to Pandora Land. Yeah. Um, I've never. Se- I gotta go on YouTube. And, and it's see funny that. because all the uh, it's like it's like Water World. You know how like the Universal made that Water World show? Yeah. And people were like, it was a big old blockbuster back then. I'm like, yeah, this is this thing's gonna be huge. And now there's just fucking Water World at Disney World. Right. I mean, at, at Universal Studios. Right. It's just like, why is this here? Like, oh, because we spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> and it, that's right because yeah. um, also all the people who. Uh, fucking sorry i'm trying to think of this while i'm researching yeah all the people who work at pandora also speak navi <laughs> <laughs> Is that a which would be very like uh impressive yeah if it were 2010 <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't even know the fucking language man um, we're on psychology today. Uh, it's called Avatar Blues. I was gonna go on CNN. Avatar Blues. Yeah, I was gonna go on CNN and uh, what a great. But name. their thing wasn't working. But it's the same thing. Is Avatar contributing to depression <laughs> and suicidality? <laughs> Can a movie about a utopian society cause us to question the meaning of life? <laughs> Sure, but to the extent that we contemplate suicide, <laughs> wow. Psychology Today, a website dedicated to helping people through psychology, is like, you fucking losers. I hope you kill yourself. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, and again, I think this might be either debunking this, so we're not sure yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That apparently is the power of Avatar, the film that allows viewers to experience the world of Pandora almost as if they were there, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. I, can I say something real quick before? Yeah, yeah. I never liked Avatar. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you watch it? What'd I remember watching it once. I didn't watch it in theaters. I didn't have the whole 3D experience. Yeah. I know people were telling me like, "You gotta watch it in theaters." I just yeah. never. I never caught around to watching it. As it should be intended. But I remember watching it, uh, first time I watched it was in community college. I was, uh, it was a, <laughs> a 7 a.m. English class. Oh, and they showed it to you? They showed it to me, yeah. That was a time where I didn't have a car. Yeah. So I had to take the bus to yeah. uh, Fulton College. I lived in Garden Grove, took the bus all the way to yeah. Fulton College. I woke up at 5 in the morning to get there on time. And uh, I was always tired. I always fell asleep in that class. I ended up dropping it. But uh, I remember this, this one morning, uh, fucking professor put on Avatar, and I was enthralled. 
Yeah. I was all like, Damn, oh, really? Like, you were? Yeah, like, I was like, I was really into it. Because yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just like James Cameron. I don't yeah. think it's just like I like Cameron, uh, Avatar. I just like James Cameron and his yeah. movies and the way that he tells stories. He's a very visual director. Yes. And I, because I watched it, I never saw, I think I was too young to for friends to be like, hey, let's yeah. drive to the movies or something. You had to ask your parents or yeah. something. Yeah. My parents, we just never went to the movies and no one like invited me or anything. Yeah. So I saw it like a year later after the hype on a TV screen with glare on it. Yeah. And I thought as a 14 year old, yeah, I was 14 and I thought this is the most shallow, dumb movie in the world <laughs> and I hate it. Yeah. I, and I I think probably looking back, I'd appreciate yeah. the visuals of it because yeah. I do like his visuals, but maybe it wasn't, maybe the hype was still kind of around. It was yeah. starting to dissipate, but I'm like, this is, it's all visual. Yeah. And I'm not a fan. I'll, and I'll say this, I've watched it uh, a couple times after that initial viewing, and it, it didn't get me the the first time around. Yeah, and so I, I think like Avatar is is like a first time thing. Well, the first yeah. time you watch it, you'll probably be like, "Oh, that was really cool," and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, and I fully recognize I went in with the wrong frame of mind. Yeah, saying this movie is gonna blow me away. Yeah, um, without that visual aspect to it. But here we go, and that seems to be the problem. An article on CNN.com states. On the fan forum site Avatar Forum, that's so weird, Avatar Forums, a topic thread entitled Ways to Cope with the Depression of the Dream of Pandora Being Intangible <laughs> has received more than a thousand posts from people experiencing depression and fans trying to help them cope. The topic became so popular last month that form administrator Felipe, can't pronounce that last name, <laughs> had to create a second thread so people could continue to post their confused feelings about the movie. I wasn't depressed myself. In fact, the movie made me happy. Again, they used his last name, said. But I, cannot, <laughs> but I can't understand why it made people depressed. The movie was so beautiful and it showed something we don't have here on Earth. I think people saw we saw we could be living in a completely different world, and that caused them to be depressed. <laughs> but if it's intangible, aren't they burning that world down to the ground? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, in the in the movie, yeah, they're killing all those aliens. <laughs> That's why I think, and I've, I th I'm sure I've refer. I'm again, I apologize because we're friends and we talk about this stuff yeah. outside. Yeah. I don't know if I what told the fuck? you. This. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this before or after. But there's a great Jenny Nicholson video on it. Yeah. Um, and she says the Avatar land in Disney World is kind of creepy <laughs> because <laughs> there's no Navi walking around. Yeah. <laughs> but there's pictures of Navi shaking hands with industrialists <laughs> so that people can come visit <laughs> Pandora. <laughs> so, so the implications that the industrialists made peace and then killed off all the they killed all the <laughs> <laughs> like the the accidental implication. Yeah. Um that's funny. Okay. So blah 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 this is um Oh, sorry. Again, I'm high on coffee right now. <laughs> the let's cuz she goes on to say now do you mind if I read this whole no, thing? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. In the interest of full disclosure, I've not seen Avatar. I have difficult conversations with friends, family, and colleagues about how there's distance between the places where our lives as they are and where we might like them to be. 
I've seen a number of movies that made me ask questions about the meaning and purpose of life. I'm thinking Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Terrific movie. Life is Beautiful. Oh, also terrific. Yeah, terrific movie. And Pay It Forward. I've never seen that. Again, but I think the point of those movies was to question your place in the world. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It's but like I I don't I never watched Eternal Spot, Spotlight or Eternal Sunshine. It's a fucking trip, dude. Michelle Gondry does fuck it's it's like one of those I remember back when I was a uh, when I graduated from high school. Uh, I don't know if I, I've said this on the podcast. I probably have, but yeah. I helped this uh, this friend of mine. Well, yeah. he I became friends with him through a, a another high school friend. He was a, a USC graduate, and uh, we were helping him film a a short film that he was making in and around Anaheim and Orange County. And um, it was like my first foray into like filmmaking and yeah. stuff. And I actually yeah. learned a lot in that uh doing that shit and there was times where we would go and have like uh lunch or we would go eat and he would just the guy was just a really smart guy he was like i was 18 and he was 26 yeah and he had gone to this whole usc and film school and shit and he would watch a bunch of movies and he would just talk at us yeah and say like these really insightful things about life and movies and we'd just be like uh-huh yeah uh-huh tell us more and he would talk about like eternal sunshine and just like the movies that he he liked, and he said about Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine is is such a good movie that if you're a filmmaker, you watch it and it's like, oh, I should just stop. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm never gonna make anything as good as this. We can stop making movies. Yeah, now. we can stop making movies now. It's it's that good. It's I don't know. I gotta watch it again, but I remember watching it the first time and being like, damn, like this is on a next level sort of. Thing. That's how I felt about Happy Feet Two. <laughs> <laughs> what about Happy Feet One, dude? No, you need you need that companion piece, dude. You had you together. had little penguins singing in my room. Oh my god! Wasn't that George Romero? No, not George Romero. Wasn't that fucking who did uh, Mad Max? Uh, George Miller. Wasn't that George Miller? Was it? Give me a. I sec. would fucking trip out if it was George Miller, well, because dude. I, George Miller did. I'm gonna uh, look this up too. Wait, hang on. This is, I'm, so sorry. I'm gonna be fucking fascinated. I looked, I looked up. My head's gonna spin. <laughs> sorry, one of the Google things. Oh, okay, my mistake. I looked up Happy Feet. Yeah. And one of the things was Happy Feet massage. Oh yeah, I got the same <laughs> okay. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dude, it, it was directed by George Miller. Fucking George Miller is known for three things. He did Babe. He did Babe. I love George Happy Miller. Happy Feet and Mad Bad Max. Max. <laughs> I hope this guy lives forever and keeps making movies. But he either does <laughs> like very harsh dystopian future movies. Yeah. Or Babe. Yeah. Or... or well, it, or even, even Happy Feet. Happy Feet had its dark moments happy, too. Well, I mean, happy like when feet. the guy go, when the fucking penguin goes to the the zoo, and he's yeah. basically turned into a zombie. It, it, I mean, it, Happy Feet has a massive environmentalist message. Yeah, that I hope got to the kids. That <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I wasn't even I. From what I, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. From what I remember, it wasn't like even shoved down your throat. It's like these are very real. These are very real things. Things that, that are happening. Are happening. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that he's actually uh he's making a new movie? What is it? He's making a new movie. It's a crossover between Happy Feet and Mad Max. Yeah. It's a new movie called Mad Feet. Mad Feet. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it's uh it's Happy Feet, but he's on fucking doom buggies and he's <laughs> he's he's driving through the Antarctic 
uh, if you want to get out the oil zoo, shit. talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, yeah. The, oh, fuck. Now that it makes sense. Babe and Mad Max make sense, not because they're like tonally yeah. or even like like at all the same. Yeah. But they both take place in Australia, and George Miller is uh, Australian. Australian. Yeah. 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 Um, and what a what a fucking god! Like to go from Mad Max to Babe to Happy Feet, yeah. those are just so and then different. Back to Mad Max, bad to Mac Max, to Fury Road, different tones, man. Um, George Miller's a talented guy. Yeah, no, but what, I guess what I was saying is like something like Life is Beautiful. Yeah, it didn't make me question the world, like, but it did raise those questions of how do you react and stay happy for the people around you when you know you're about to die. Yeah. When you're faced with your own mortality. That's the same you know? thing with uh, Eternal Sunshine. It's not so much like your own mortality. It's more about like a, like a relationship to like how you can move on from yeah. something that was yes. just so impactful and a part of your life. Like do you do you try and erase all of that or do you accept it for what it what it was and try and just and move forward, move with, forward it. with it? And, and I think a lot of people like everyone goes through that where there's a yeah. breakup or some not even like in a romantic way, just your best friend your moves best friend, away yeah, or something like, and you're it, like, it, You were my world. Yeah. <laughs> now I mean, I always thought you'd be in my life. Now you're not. Now you're not, yeah. Yeah. Um I recently saw Revolutionary Road. That's a fucking depressing movie. That is a yeah. Uh, she she <laughs> spoilers. Should I spoil the movie? I mean, well, sure. Yeah, Kate Winslet gives herself an abortion and then she dies. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, knowing nothing about it other than it, un, other than that it was Oscar nominated. There are scenes in the film. I promise I won't spoil it. <laughs> that are. I mean, this this article was written in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that are, to say the least, upsetting. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> hmm, dislike. <laughs> dislike. Thumbs uh, down. I do wish I'd known about them before seeing it, though I don't know if knowing would have stopped me from being curious. I avoided seeing Precious because I thought it might tip me over the edge for my rational oh, yeah, hearing about tragedy, <laughs> abuse, and pain, yeah. even though the movie is supposed to be the story of resilience. Um, as I've thought about Avatar Blues, a yeah. couple of questions come to mind. Yeah, I forgot this started with Avatar. Yeah, Avatar Blues. Should people who are vulnerable to depression see a movie that has contributed to, to depression in others? Uh, what is it about our lives that makes Pandora, a completely unobtainable world, so appealing? Life is very hard, very complicated. I know that at times I've used movies as a means of escape, but even when trying to escape, I've left the theater sad and scared or motivated and inspired. The power of art to make us think is undeniable, but this situation feels different. Um, yeah, I, I, I know when I've been depressed, I put on like, yeah. there, I, so I work, I watch certain things. Yeah. Like 13 reasons why. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and that's what this podcast this is, is about. about. What yeah. are we? 56 reasons 56 why. Is, yeah. <laughs> Surprise motherfuckers. <laughs> we're a 13 reasons this why podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in my show was it the theater lobby yeah every other week i would bring up 13, 13 reasons why. i think every time i see my friend nick yeah we talk about 13 <laughs> reasons <laughs> why <laughs> um avatar presents a completely different world whereas the other films i've mentioned present one side interpretation possibility or aspect of our world 
experiencing a real seeming alternate world as one does when watching Avatar may just be more than some can handle, perhaps particularly in this moment when the real world may be leaving a bit to be desired. A fucking A, dude. I know... I shouldn't... Uh, I don't know how to say this. 13 Reasons Why comes out, right? Yeah. And it depicts suicide, and some people would say that it glorifies it. Yeah. Right? Glorified it to the point where Netflix actually edited the scenes. Edited the scene. Like, two years later. Sure. Yeah, I mean... To, and then put content warning... Content warning. ...in front of every episode. This might make you want to kill yourself. But, like... Again, the depiction of it and everything. And listen, there were warnings from the actual, like, certain psychological yeah. foundation saying don't show these scenes. And then, like, the kids watch, would watch it and everything. Yeah, yeah. With Avatar, is there any research in saying, hey, don't present this very nice, loving world because depressed people will want to kill no, themselves? I is there anything like there's that? There's nothing like that. I don't think. In, in, that was my point. And trying, trying to remember what happens in avatar i can't think of any scenes that are as that are as graphic and as sad as like the fucking bathtub scene in 13 reasons why no because i'm saying like because there was there was some research into effects of watching depictions of that kind of stuff yeah and like maybe suicidal thoughts are triggering depression yeah. and anxiety and stuff like this i'm saying this is the opposite gotcha. where people were so happy with what the movie was presenting <laughs> yeah. that they were depressed yeah. that they couldn't be there yeah. and i don't know is there's no research on that and is there yeah i don't think there is it, I, okay when i think back on avatar again i don't think about them being happy i think about their fucking homes burning down and everybody dying <laughs> Through fucking giant mechs. I was gonna say, didn't they take a flamethrower to and the tree? Yeah, to yeah. the life-giving tree. <laughs> I think of that. I think of fucking Scarface in his Gundam yep. trying to kill all the happy blue people. I think of the cool mech suits yeah. that that guy got a sword through. Yeah, that's really the only scene I remember is when that general died. Yeah. Um, and I think like his he had like a very generic evil name. Like his name was General Pain. Yeah. Or or oh, Commander that, Hurt. That's right. <laughs> and he would say things like, "You're not in Kansas anymore." Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! The dialogue in that movie sucks. Yeah. He'd be like, "Let's kill all these dirty blue people." <laughs> oh, damn, that's, that's very right. forward, dude. <laughs> let's let's wear blue face. Let's wear blue face because that's what Avatar was. <laughs> it was co-opting their culture yeah, co-opting to assimilate their culture, in there. Yeah. yeah. Two things happened to me during a break I took from writing this post. First, I heard heard Jaron Lanier on the radio. He's the author of You Are Not a Gadget and <laughs> one of the inventions of virtual reality. Yeah. Lanier is quoted in an LA Times article saying that this that his idea for virtual reality was something that would take the extreme possibilities of internal experience and bring them into a realm where they've shared with people instead of being sources of isolation. What the fuck did... Sorry. Is <laughs> 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 that thing... <laughs> you know when like someone says something and then a second later yeah, you like, understand it? Yeah. This it was the opposite where I understood <laughs> it and I'm like, wait, no, wait, I don't. What does that mean? Okay, something that would take the extreme possibilities of internal experience and bring them into a realm where they've shared with people instead of being sources of isolation. Okay, I see. Okay. So shared experiences where people think that they're isolated. The other thing that happened was that I got a cup of tea. 
<laughs> this article's hilarious. Yeah, I know. This is such a weird... It's almost done, too. There's yeah. only two paragraphs. <laughs> um, I got a cup of tea. I jerked off. And I felt Played better. some Xbox, yeah, yeah. and I fell asleep. Um, this tea that I like has little sayings stapled onto the ends of the tea bag strings. Today, I got this one. The purpose of life is to enjoy every moment. What? <laughs> that was also the article writing that. The purpose of life is not to enjoy every moment. My life, for one, has been just as much about the moments that were decidedly unenjoyable as it has been about the joyful ones. Also, virtual worlds, in whatever form they may take, are just that, virtual. And as Lanier says, they are meant to be experienced with others. That said, connecting or reconnecting with the good parts of our real world, the people and activities we enjoy, may be a partial antidote to Avatar Blues. That and maintaining realistic expectation for what's possible in this world while being open to and working toward improvements. So, yeah, I guess it just... Um, I have no idea still. But uh, again, <laughs> this entire thing confirmed my earlier statement from an hour ago saying people got depressed and wanted to commit suicide. <laughs> I don't know so if anyone... You're right in the end. Yeah, I don't know Pick if anyone... right is right. I think I said people did commit suicide, but I will c say that people wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to make... I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, the I'm going to make Victor right is right a chant. Yeah. So I'm expect to hear that every now and then. Every Victor Wright is yeah. right. <laughs> Victor Wright is right. I I feel when I watch, say I watch a movie, or I watch a TV show, or I listen to a song, or just indulge in any piece of art. Yeah. And when I when I indulge in it, I'm kind of sad, kind of depressed. Right. Most of the time. When if, you're already depressed. When, when I'm you're already depressed. Okay, yeah. Okay. When I'm already depressed, that thing, it it doesn't bum me out more. If anything, it makes me feel better. Yeah, and and it doesn't it doesn't like the the thing that I'm watching or listening to doesn't have to have a happy ending. Yeah. It could have a really depressing ending. I could be I could be uh, really depressed and I I could watch Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, which is one of the most depressing movies ever, and it would it will make me feel better because even though what's being displayed is uh is negative and the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings are all negative ones or just ones that you don't really want to feel uh i'm i'm watching and listening to art and whenever i expose myself to art i feel less alone yeah i look at requiem for a dream and i'm like oh i'm not the only one right right it right, makes me right. feel like there's someone out there who's feeling the same thing that i am and that makes me feel better that's yeah that's that's my thing with bojack there's yeah. certain episodes that i rewatch like at certain moments because yeah. it touches on so many things that like I feel and I thought I was alone in feeling those things. Yeah. Which by the way is ending. Yeah. Final season, dude. Yeah. Season how six. Do you, how do you feel about that? Um, It's weird because I was thinking about this after I watched the trailer. I, I heard from Aaron Paul because uh, I know Aaron Paul personally. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was yo, talking. Yo, dog. Yo, yo, bitch. Yo, biatch. Biatch. Uh, no, he was talking to Variety and he said mm. that Netflix is the one that's ending it. I saw that. Yeah. They're the ones that are putting the, the kibosh on it. Their animation department is like, I think I heard somewhere that they're having like some issues with it or something. Really? Yeah. So, so is Big something Mouth bizarre. leaving? Yeah. I, I, no, I don't. It was that thing. I saw it in a glance and like skimmed through it, but yeah. it was some. there was some weirdness going on. Gotcha. Um, How I feel about it, it's weird because I think 
simul- I'm sad th- I'm sad that it's leaving. Yeah. But also I didn't want it to turn into like a Simpsons or a family guy. Gotcha. Where um, it's just like a machine and it's just pouring out episodes ap- after episode and it's not you're not even continuing the show for like story's sake or, or whatever. Yeah. You're just continuing it so you can keep selling T shirts and games and all that shit. Well and ironic I think even though it's my favorite show, I also think it's almost two seasons too long gotcha. already. Yeah. Because you look at the structure of seasons one, two, three, and five. Yeah. And they're almost identical, identical in story arc. Um. Of oh, he's in a bad. He's in a spot where he's trying to do something. Yeah. The thing pressures him so much to where he does a bad thing. Yeah. The bad thing explodes in the second to last episode yeah. and then you see the fallout slash set up to the next season in the final episode. Gotcha. One, two, three, and five, all of them function like that in terms of overall story arc. Yeah. One and two, I will forgive because that's kind of the point is that you keep recurring, you keep your own issues Yeah. going unless you actually do something to fix it. Three and five, even though they had some of the best individual episodes, yeah. the arcs, are way too similar, especially with five, because it came after four, yeah. where there was actual character growth, and five felt like a step back from that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So if they maybe made the seasons longer, and you still had those good episodes sprinkled throughout, um, that would be probably better and make it instead four seasons For sure. instead of six. How many episodes are in a season? I want to say 12. Gotcha. Yeah, and then I think this one is split up into two. Yeah. There's part one and part two. So oh. season six coming out October 25th. So they're, they're pulling an AMC. And they're pulling well, an like AMC. They did to, to Mad Men and Breaking Bad. They're pulling an AMC. I, even But even themselves, uh, Disenchantment, season one has two parts, and that was... Uh, Does it? Yeah. I watched part Disenchantment. Part one and part two. It was eight episodes, right? I just finished the second season of Disenchantment last night. What do you think? Okay, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect show. Yeah, I even I I wouldn't say it's even great. I yeah. would say it's good, <laughs> and there's some good episodes. There's some good jokes, some good gags. I watch it though because when I watch it, it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, and I think it's because I just really like Matt Groening. <laughs> you know how yeah, I watch yeah. Avatar and I like Avatar because of James Cameron. Yeah, I watch Disenchantment because it reminds me of Simpsons and Futurama. Are you thinking of killing yourself because you can't live <laughs> in the disenchantment world? <laughs> Disenchant- what, what's yeah. the name of it? It's Dreamland. Like Dreamland. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to live there. <laughs> I want to be friends with a little cat demon and Elfo. Elfo. Yeah. Um, I'm Elfo. Yeah. I, like, I just like the jokes. I like the way that Matt Groening crafts jokes. I like how every minute there's a joke packed in there. Yeah. I just think if, if you're into comedy, whether you do stand-up or improv, or you you write TV shows or movies. Yeah. You gotta watch the first ten seasons of The Simpsons. I oh, th- it's probably the best. Those first ten seasons again, like yeah, give or take ten through two through seven, two through or seven, one through 10, whatever. whatever. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of different from but like nineteen ninety two to like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, that's fucking prime those are, TV comedy, just comedy in and general. And those are golden age. Yeah, but the. The seasons before ninety two and like to two thousand ish. Yeah, those are also really good. Maybe just not golden. Not age. golden. Because um, I, I follow this account on Instagram. It's the Simpsons clips or Simpsons Insta or something. Yeah, yeah. And they just sh- uh, 
post uh, clips from the, the golden age of The Simpsons, and you're only allowed to post a minute-long video on Instagram or anything longer has to go on IGTV. But if you watch those minute-long videos, oh, my God, it's either one concise joke yeah. or it's a bunch of jokes packed into one minute. Yeah. And they all land, and it's all character-based, and it's, it just shows how much... Like, they were fucking masters, dude. Those people yeah. that were working on that show in the 90s were just so good at their jobs. I've watched a couple... Um YouTube videos on like the fall of the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, one is, I think the better one is super eye patch wolf. Cause I mean, frankly, cause he was the first one. And the second one yeah. I watched basically said the same thing. Yeah. But you watch the, those first 10 seasons again, give or take. Again, yeah. Like I can't remember. And you had people like Conan O'Brien writing, writing for the it. Simpsons. It was all and, of those, uh, nerds from national lampoon. Yeah. That worked at, that were, went to Harvard and then started writing for and the Simpsons. And then started writing for the Simpsons. They either write, wrote for Saturday Night Live or they wrote for the Simpsons. But the way, um, the one that Super Eye Patch Wolf, I by the way, I think it's Super Eye Patch Wolf. I can't remember if that's the one. He it was when Bart sells his soul to Millhouse, to Millhouse for yeah. like five dollars or something. Yeah, the, he's going through Bart's going through the street and he's on his bike. Yeah, right. And the bike he gets off of his bike. Some fucking street sweeper goes through. Yeah, and breaks it, and it goes through like this. Bike goes through the street sweeper, right? Yeah. And it comes out perfectly clean. <laughs> so <laughs> Bart goes on it, and then the bike falls apart. <laughs> and then it turns out the street sweeper is evil. Yeah. And then it and then you see the street sweeper fall down the train station or something. <laughs> but within 20 seconds, yeah. there's like six jokes all stacked one, one on top after of the, the other. other. Yeah. And it takes a break from the story. Yeah. Compared to the, and again, I'm using Wolf's, uh example, one of the later episodes where Homer's sitting in the airport. Yeah. And um, someone says, oh, uh, now seating fat people. <laughs> and, and Homer goes, that's me. And you see set up punchline without the jokes stacking on top of each other. Yeah. You know, and that's why those first 10 seasons were amazing because yeah. you had, you didn't have time for a laugh track. Yeah. Because it was like one after, after the, the other to the other as opposed to set up punchline, set up punchline. And those those episodes with commercial breaks were like 18, 18 minutes, 16, 17 minutes. Uh, they were half Is hour. it like 21? No, 21 minutes. Yeah, it's 21 minutes. 21 yeah. minutes. I'm, and all of those jokes, too, were in service to character. There was so yeah. many. What makes The Simpsons so good is that they had such these touching moments. Like, there were so, certain episodes when I was younger made me fucking cry. Yeah. I remember there was this one episode that ended. I remember, it was it all, always has to do with Maggie. Like, yeah. those those tender moments those were, were fucking with, uh, were with Maggie. And there was, I think, one where they were trying to, like, think of what um, uh, Lisa's first words were. And it ended That's up being Bart. Like her oh, first words right. were yeah. Bart's name, and then they start arguing because the story's over and the episode's winding down. And so Homer picks up Maggie and he's about to put her to bed. Yeah. And he says, uh, "You know, the the faster kids grow up, the faster they start talking back." And he puts her in her crib and he's all like, "I hope you never say a word." Yeah. And he closes the door. It's okay. a it's a touching moment, but that's such a funny joke, you know? Well, no, okay. <laughs> the way he said it sounded like <laughs> threatening Maggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just kind of saying it almost to himself. To himself, yeah. And, and the kicker of that is that Maggie takes the pacifier and out she and says, she says, Daddy. Daddy, yeah, yeah, and that's her first word. That's her first word, yeah. right. Um, no, the one that 
I couldn't watch when I was a kid because it, as a kid, it gave me existential dread. Yeah. It's the one where Homer eats fugu and is going <laughs> to yeah, die. Yeah, he's going to die. Four hours. Four hours. And and, uh, <laughs> the joke that I that always hurts is like, oh, it's the Dr. Hibbert comes in. He's like, only 20 hours now. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I was at Horror Nights. We went on the Simpsons ride. That's how we ended the night. And at the was Simpsons, it horror themed Simpsons? No, it, oh, it's, okay, it's just okay. a, it used to be the the Back to the Future ride. They just redid it as the Simpsons. As the Simpsons, yeah. And while you're waiting in line, they have like a, not only did they they animated certain scenes and stuff, and like it's Krusty the Clown. He's all like, yeah. "Hey, I bought this from the guy from Back to the Future." Yeah. And <laughs> like they have like these little vignettes, but they also play old clips from old episodes. Yeah. And especially if they have to do with vacation or theme park yeah. sort of thing. They actually, I think, play like an entire, like the entire ending sequence to the Itchy and Scratchy Land, okay. which is amazing. And like, I just remember. That's really funny. It's like this video that they have it that they play on loop. It's like an hour long of just like these vignettes that they made. Yeah. And then like the, the, the clips from the old episodes. And I was just enthralled. Like I would watch them and just laugh because they were so funny. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> they have one where, uh, uh, I think they have Krusty the Clown makes a, a summer camp. Yes, and he tries to get people to go. He's like, "All right, guys, let's all sing the song that you're gonna sing to your parents, right? Take me to summer camp. Take me, take me now. Yeah, now, 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 now. Take me, take me, take me now. <laughs> it's just like Krusty the Clown teaching all these kids to be spoiled brats. Well, and just tell it's just so funny. I I can't do these jokes justice. Like you have to oh, watch. Oh yeah, it. that's the thing. It's, it's hilarious. We're basically like parroting someone else's someone else's set basically but um i think the um like that take me now joke yeah is so funny because it is a very harsh critique of capitalism it is because he's marketing at kids at kids it's it's like uh, when you read the onion it's not just funny headlines (laughs) it's attacking the upper class it is it's attacking society as they a were whole and they stuff were like that. so they would go in on capitalism right they would go in on religion they yeah. go in on how fucking government works oh government corruption was Co- government every corruption Lisa simpson one back in that day was about government corruption yeah like yeah they were fuck dude they were they took no mercy but like, even like philosophical notes like again the one where homer only had 24 hours yeah. to live it takes the question of what would you do on your last day? Yeah. And when I was in Servite, we would go on, let's say Kairos. Yeah. Kairos is, it, and Kairos, can't remember, it just means time with God or something. Yeah. And it's just time for you to reflect on your life. Yeah. And one of the questions was, what would do? What would you do on your last day if you only had one day to live? Yeah. And like the Simpsons actually made that a reality. And it was funny, but yeah. also... I'm tearing up thinking about yeah. it. You know? <laughs> You're I'm choking up. Yeah, I too. They were those first uh, back then too. They were so progressive, man. Like I'm. Yeah. You did you do you remember the the Malibu Stacy episode? Oh, about feminism. Yeah, about oh, how I, Lisa's all like, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> she bought a Malibu Stacy, and she's all like, math is hard. Yeah. And then Lisa's like, why is Malibu <laughs> Stacy saying this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want a husband. Yeah, that's what it was. It's like I need a man. Yeah, but it like that again. That was a critique of um, feminism within capitalism yeah. and how it was sold to young women and yeah. stuff like that or not feminine but like gender roles yeah to and how it was sold to women at that time yeah um yeah it's 
I think the impact of The Simpsons is kind of less, even those earlier episodes. Yeah. Because you kind of, unless you grew up with them and in that time, yeah. you don't realize how revolutionary. Because with South Park and Family Guy, their jokes pack a harder punch. They do, yeah. But also, The Simpsons was the one that f- made that first hit. Yeah, they opened the door for all that. Yeah, exactly. All that uh, hard-hitting... Really, uh, like a uh, fucking biting right. anim- com- anim- animation shows that deal with all that. Because I think as much, I, I think South Park has lasted in terms of quality longer. Yeah, and it had a couple really bad seasons. Yeah, but the reason it lasted longer is because they would take just a news headline from the week and then play devil's advocate and yeah. play do the opposite side. But also, there was almost never any heart. Yeah, in what South Park like a kid died every episode of South Park. <laughs> yeah. And the Simpsons didn't. They there were characters and they had families. Yeah. Fucking a hey, sorry, I'm so tired. I don't know if I'm no, like saying anything. But like yeah. they the interpersonal moments and the how characters viewed themselves also yeah. played a major part. Cause there's that famous scene where after his mom leaves, Homer's just staring, just at, the staring sky at the sky all dude. night long. All night long. Yeah. Time passes. It's it's great. That and, that one scene too where Homer details how he like he got stuck at the power plant. Yeah. And he the reason why he's working at the power plant because he had that third kid. They had yes. Maggie. Yeah. And then uh Mr. Burns is all like, Oh, like remember you're here forever and then at the end of the episode you see that he's th- there's a plaque on his wall and it yeah. says, Remember you're here forever but Homer put up a collage of Maggie pictures on it and he made it spell out do it for her. Yeah, do it for her. Yeah, and I'm like, even "Oh my god. Beautiful." Even though there's no D in There's no D, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, I, I, he I can't it, he made it work. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like compare that moment which is about um How, sacrificing, sacrificing for Yeah. Well, and also in that episode he he was living his dream job. He was working at a bowling alley. Yeah. Like that's all he wanted to do and then but he gave it up sacrificing for your family and also knowing where you should be yeah. in society. And, and that sounds harsh to say, but knowing where you should be f- in society for your family. Yeah. Compare that to like something like South Park where they have almost a similar thing where it's like, you need to know your place yeah. in a, like in a very different way. It was fucking, it was the safe space episode where people didn't want to view themselves in a bad way. Yeah. And, I can't remember what the character's name. Oh, it was rea- it was just reality. And it ends with them literally hanging reality and he dies <laughs> and they all live in their safe spaces. But you see that tender moment of listen, this is where you need to be right yeah. now. You need to face up to reality. Yeah. In the Simpsons, it's a nice almost not even bittersweet, just a sweet moment. A sweet moment, yeah. Compared to South Park, South Park of is- you have to face reality. And they show how evil yeah. the characters of South Park are yeah. by making it a more angry statement. Yeah. And that's why it just lasts longer than The Simpsons has. Yeah, that's that's the thing with uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And I think they do this because they're on cable and The Simpsons are on network television. Oh, yeah. They're very much like, we don't give a fuck. We're going to be as cold and as honest as we can be. Right. I, I, even with like the fucking jokes that they come up with. I think like one of the greatest jokes ever... I think like it, it was in that episode where uh, 
Cartman gets AIDS. Yeah. And so they go to Magic yeah. Johnson and are like, what's the cure for AIDS? He's like, I don't know. I just sleep in a room <laughs> filled with money. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, yeah, it's money that cures AIDS. Yeah. And it's so true. Right. When you get to the heart of it, like, you have a billion dollars, you're not going to die of AIDS. Well, and they go to Africa and they say, we found the cure for yeah. AIDS. Just blend up all your money and yeah. <laughs> check it <laughs> yeah. into your stream. <laughs> and then they leave these dying kids. <laughs> Um, man, I if this is isn't this like the third week in a row where we're just talking about cartoons? I that think we so. Like? Um, Not only is this a what did we say this was? This is a Thirteen Reasons Why podcast. This, this is, is a also Simpsons a Simpsons South, South Park, Park, Park fucking BoJack Horseman, yeah. King of the Hill. We talk about King oh, of the Hill. Oh, we talk a about lot. that a lot. Yeah. And don't met all. Not don't forget we're also a Sonic fan fiction podcast. Hey, a question. There's King of the Hill. A lot of the point is that Hank is right, right? Yeah. Like, okay, half the time. I think the point is Hank is well-intentioned. He's well-intentioned, but, like, most of the time he comes in and saves the, saves day, the day and everything. Yeah. There's one episode that I remember, and I'm like, I don't know if I agree with the message that the show is trying to say. What episode is that? It was where Poppy's grinding on that girl at the, like, it was supposed to be in sync. Yeah. The concert. Yeah, yeah. And Hank's like, no, you can't even hold hands and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that episode? I think so. Yeah. I I don't know why I brought that up. Is that where there's Bobby and because it's Bobby and uh, Connie. They go. N- uh, no, it was Connie, but they were just friends at the time. Gotcha. It was like some other blonde girl who you've never you never see again. Gotcha. That's the thing about sitcoms. You, oh, you ever. OK. We talked about Saved by the Bell last week. Yeah. Um. There's good show on YouTube called uh, Zach Morris is Trash. Yeah. And it's about how, like, Zach Morris is just a piece of shit. Yeah. It ends every episode where there's a new character with you never see this character again because they probably fucking killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Isn't that, like, these characters have major life-changing yeah. influences on the main cast. And then you never see them <laughs> and again. You never, and they're saying, we're best friends now, and yeah. you never see them again. Never again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not worth it. Not worth it. What time are we at? We are at an hour and four minutes. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's about that time. But before we go, we have a special announcement. We do have an announcement. You want to do the honors? We have a tentative announcement, because I, I just... I called in off for work. Yeah. So I'm still like, they're like, oh, it should be no problem. Okay. So I'm still waiting for confirmation. Confirmation. You better get that confirmation because I made a fucking video. Yeah, promo. I know. I saw it. I put a lot of work into that. That's why I'm waiting to put it up until they they send me the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's an adventure live November 17th at 9:30 p.m. at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Yeah, boy. Uh, free admission. Uh, there's a show before it, so if you pay for a ticket for the show, you will you get can into stick yeah, and get two stick shows around for free. Yeah, um, or you can just show up at nine thirty. That's fine too. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I mean, it's fine too. Yeah. Like either one. But either I'm saying one, yeah. if you want to watch a stand-up show and then hang out after, you basically get a, a comedy double feature, and yeah. the the second show is free. Right. Or you could just show up for the second yeah. show, which is us, and that will be free. Um, we're gonna be introducing some merchandise. Yeah, I think right. Yeah, okay. we will. I, well, either I, way, I, I we'll... talk to the appropriate people. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And uh, I got the ball rolling on that. We have new guests. We have old guests. We have segments that yes. I, we've never done 
really before. We've never had that kind of yeah. outline for some of these. So. We're trying new things here for It's an Adventure Live Part so, 3. But I, I've been thinking about it for a while, and it's time that we do this. You're very excited. I remember you were I'm talking to me about how like this is like... You're, that I just need to scratch this yeah. itch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too. Uh, we will. Yeah, I know. Like it's the running theme in the live podcast that uh, I'm the one that gets drunk. I'm just letting you guys know that we're both getting drunk, <laughs> and that but can be a good thing or a bad thing. No, but it's like it's not all the way through. Not all the It'll way be through. W- like one of the last segments. One of the last. Spoiling it. Spoiling it. I'm sorry. But for was that a spoiler? Should I not said that? <laughs> <laughs> but for the. Um, yeah, for the last segment, we're getting It's an Adventure cocktails yeah. given to us so that we will be tasting them, and we might be able to make some for you after. Oh. I don't know. I don't we'll see. I just said that. Anything's possible, man. If we man. get the ingredients and how to make them. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. I need to take a nap or something. <laughs> Even though you drank like two glasses, you chugged that thing, man. That Did thing, I? This yeah. lasted my whole. This no, lasted yeah, the whole it, podcast. It lasted the whole podcast. It was full, and now it's gone. But you chug your water because you I get do. it done in the first ten minutes. I I do that. I yeah. I finish things quick. If if there's a drink or a food yeah. in front of me, I, it's gone within like ten minutes. Yeah. I I don't know. I and all of it is be, gone. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> I'm not that. Per- I'm that person who will always drink it and it'll go down at a steady rate. Yeah. Because some people just like nurse, like would have nursed this yeah. for another couple hours. But if something's in front of me, I just need, I need it gone. Yeah. It you needs know, to disappear. Yeah. That's why I got so wasted these last two podcasts because yeah. they would give me a drink and I would down it <laughs> right. within minutes. Yeah. And yeah. But it will be structured chaos. Well, no, I mean, it will be structured because we're going to be sober through. Yeah, there will be a like method to the madness. Like 80% of it. 80%. Um, the last part, we might get a little. We might get a little crazy. We might get a little crazy. Or we might not. We don't or know we what might the not. I don't know, are, dude. Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything, everything is up in the air right now. Um, so, yeah, things that we need to do. Um, we still need to finish Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Uh, before the live podcast, so look forward to that in the weeks to come. And yes, we have yes. one other guest that is going to be coming on at some yes. point. So, uh, yeah. Also, there's there might be some other announcements as we go, because it will depend on my schedule. Yes. Yeah. Because he's a working boy now. So. And he lives in Sherman Oaks. Give them your address so they can stock you. Yeah. So they can send you stuff. Like, so we can send so like paper clips or parts of people. Parts of the body. A bomb. A bomb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that one guy. Did you ever see that video of that one guy who in the 90s went crazy? He went crazy and he documented it. And he was obsessed with Bjork. And he documented... Sending uh, her a bomb? Sending her a bomb. Oh, are you serious? And at the very end, he films himself shooting himself in the head. Oh, shit. No. Look it up. It's crazy. Is it, is it a Werner Herzog? No, I think it's a documentary that that Fox made. Yeah, like back in the early two thousands, they don't show him killing himself. Yeah, but they show like the whole process of yeah. like him going crazy, making this bomb, sending it to Bjork, shaving his head, painting his face, and then shooting himself. I imagine Bjork opening the box, and it's just a giant black ball with fucking the th- what's the the fuse slowly going down yeah. it's like oh! oh and he actually makes like a, a prototype one yeah and he shows how it works and it's just fucking it's disturbing <laughs> but it's fascinating 
<laughs> so I'm thinking because we're. I think we're. Are you watching Joker tonight? Yeah, I'm probably watching it tomorrow. Okay, I'm probably watching it tonight. Uh, but I always think of the uh, the Batman movie. Yeah. The uh, the OG Adam West Batman movie where, <laughs> where he has the, the bomb. Yeah. The fingers. He has the bomb and he keeps trying to throw it away. And there's like <laughs> duckies. <It's> like, <laughs> he turns to the camera and says. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Yo, before we go, Adam West was one of those people who was just famous for being Adam West. Yeah, you know, for having the voice. Yeah, and yeah, having the manner. Like he he was on Family Guy, and he was just himself. As Mayor West. He was Mayor West. He was fucking. He was on Boondocks. Yeah. Do you remember? He was the lawyer. I, well, I didn't watch Boondocks. I just oh, okay. Was on it. There was an R. Kelly episode where R. Kelly's on trial. <laughs> And he was the lawyer, and at first I'm like, who the fuck? Holy shit, that's Adam West being it. <laughs> and it's really funny, because he's, again, he's one of those few people who can just be himself, yeah. and people loved him for it. Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was really sad when he passed. Yeah. So, um, Victor Wright. Daniel Farias. Bye. Bye. <laughs>